Hey sis, thanks for checking out the Crosspoint Women podcast. The goal of this Come Sit With Us series is to unmask and show each other that there are real women that have walked through and are walking through like things and pointing out the faithfulness of the Lord in those seasons. So what are you waiting for? Come sit with us. And you are live. Are we? are just those big questions that I am like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that. Who am I? Then I spend all night like, who am I? What am, you know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things. But I was thinking about this one in particular, because you can, you can, I can list all the things that I am. But ultimately, I feel like there's a thread that goes through all of the things that I am. And the, the three things that I think of with that thread are, I am fierce. Mm-hmm. I am loyal and I'm honest Mm -hmm. and those three things with everything in my life I'm that way with my faith I'm that way as a wife I'm that way as a mother as a friend as a daughter as an advocate for my son I'm that way in everything so that is who I am I'm fierce I'm loyal and I'm honest I can say that you are absolutely (laughs) every of those good I'm glad self-identification is good right yes you're also wife to Chris Mm-hmm. Mom to Sophie and Max. Mm-hmm. And what is your role here at Crosspoint? I am the missions and outreach director, but I have a lot of other roles here. Yes. Too. So that is my title, and I live to serve people, and so it's a perfect position for me to be in. But I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, I love it. I love this church, and I just want to serve the church no matter what facet that's in. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, Allison kind of took our missions stuff and like sh- kind of streamlined it and like made it made people aware of what we're actually doing around here for the community and you know for the local church. Hopefully, hopefully everyone knows what's yeah. going on. <laughs> they have an awesome Facebook page to follow um, that has really great updates on it and the Serve app. The Serve app is awesome too. Yeah. Um, okay, so um thinking about your life what is something that um you can say you've seen the lord's faithfulness in uh whether a story um a season something you've you've walked through um something you still are walking through how would you answer that question how have you seen the lord be faithful to you this one is tough for me too because i feel like i just feel really blessed when i talk about or think about all the ways that the lord has just come through my life because I feel like there's been so many things that he has shown up in a really big way. That doesn't mean I don't have unanswered prayers. That doesn't mean that 
things have always gone the way that I wanted them to go. Mm -hmm. Usually things don't go anywhere the way that I thought they were going to go, <laughs> but in the end it ends up being way better, yeah. and that's how I know God's hand was in it. And so I can't think of anything specific, but I know that he's always shown up for me. He's never been silent for me, which has been nice. I haven't always listened, mm -hmm. and I haven't always turned to him first. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in turning to worldly things yeah. than turning and facing him and um, accepting what he's wanting to do in your life. But um, I've been really fortunate in, in that regard. I feel like he's very clear when he talks to me. And, you know, even when I don't listen, he will bring, usually it's through people. For me, it's through people. It's bringing situations into my life, opening certain doors, so clear as day what path I'm supposed to go on. Yeah. But it's also bringing certain people into my lives. And I, I, I can look back on my whole life and go, that's why that person randomly appeared in my life. Oh, that's why that experience opened up for me so I could learn these things. Mm -hmm. Perfect example of that is, my son Max, who is seven, has autism, mm -hmm. and God, 100% I know that he picked our family for Max, and he picked me to be Max's mom, and I can look back to experiences that I had in my life and go, that's what I had to learn in that experience that prepared me to have a special needs son. Yeah. That, that person meeting, you know, randomly meeting me, I needed to get that information to better parent my son. Like, there's just so many things. Um, the experience I had um, working for the Little Gym. I worked for the Little Gym for 10 years, and I absolutely love the Little Gym. It's a kid's gymnastics facility, but it's way more than that. They, they really dive into child development and what that looks like when they teach their classes and put their classes together. And so for 10 years, I had to know what developmental milestones were for children of certain ages um, to teach these classes. So yes, I was just a gymnastics teacher for 10 years, but I was way more than that. But what was helpful was learning those develop, developmental milestones and getting to work with kids who did have autism, because we had several students that had autism. It really prepared me to recognize really early that yeah. my son had autism. I mean, I could, I was pointing out different behaviors to my son, or to my husband, when my son was like 12, 13 months old. And I would tell my husband, I was like, hey, look at that. You see how he's not engaging with that kid, but he's doing that? That's not on par developmentally that it should be. Mm -hmm. That looks like autism. That looks like autism. And he had a pretty early diagnosis. Yeah, I mean, I, were such an I was ready to get him diagnosed at like two. And then, you know, the pediatrician was like, well, let's wait. He's a boy. They develop language later and let's wait. And essentially, I went in on my two and a half year appointment and I was like, my son has autism. I need you to refer me. I need to get him help. I just wanted to get him anything he needed therapy wise. And you can't do that until you have a diagnosis. So. But I wouldn't have been able to see those things mm -hmm. if I hadn't had that 10 years at Little Gym and all that foundation of child development. And then my time at the zoo, I worked with kids at the zoo and um, kids with autism tend to focus on something. And one of those things tends to be animals a mm -hmm. lot. And my son is definitely obsessed with animals. And so we did have a lot of kids that came through that had autism and I, I was able to work with them. I also worked with a college student who came to be an intern who had autism as well. So those experiences really prepared me. I didn't know that's what was happening in the moment, but when we got him diagnosed and we got, we got on a plan, I just thanked God because he, he put all these things in front of me that prepared me for that moment and it was just such a clear, a clear thing. That's so really cool. nice. Mm -hmm. That's really cool.
Um, we also watched Parenthood when I was pregnant, and there's a boy in there named Max who has autism. So God speaks to me in, in funny. We have a funny relationship. <laughs> he speaks to me sometimes like that, and I'm like, oh, noted. <laughs> I love that because I love that. Um, that's like such a personal relationship, you know, if you think about your relationship with the Lord and how it can be like a vast majority of, of things. Different people have different experiences and stuff, but I love that you recognize that that is how your relationship is. Oh, right? yeah. That you you can like honestly see the funny in it, too, because uh, and just the coincidence. I'm, I am a firm believer that nothing just happens. Yeah. Right. It's all yeah. happening for a reason. Um, whether it's that's good a good reason or bad right. reason. That's a lot of times how he speaks to me through mm-hmm. coincidences like that. And, you know, one or two, you can kind of be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, that, that happened. But for me and him, no, he's like, rrr, 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 <laughs> like four times in a week. And I'm like, I, I hear you. I got it. I got it. But, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But no, we, we homies. We, we got a fun relationship <laughs> over here. I love you it. Know? Can't have fun. Why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think you are exactly right with that God chose you to be his mom and chose your family. The way they love Max is like so beautiful because oh, don't he... Don't make me cry. <laughs> I'm not crying. Because, and especially like Sophie and like she's, how old is Sophie? She's 12, just turned 12. So as a 12 year old, you know, like most 12 year olds would be like, get out of my life. Get out of my face. Like, I don't want to deal with you. Yeah. She's so kind to him. And I think that that's just preparing her to be like such an amazing adult, you yeah. know, and just be aware of, hey, like this person may not act like me or maybe maybe they're verbal or nonverbal. You know, you just never know. But but seeking them out and, and hopefully as an adult, she will be able to seek out people who are different, you yeah. know, and just yeah. a little they don't function the same way as everybody yeah. else. And I love the relationship because it's <clears throat> It could be easy to focus on the negatives of it. She doesn't have a relationship that's that's like any other sibling. A lot of times she feels like she's alone. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a sibling. And a lot of times she feels like she isn't getting as much attention as I mean, there's all these negatives you could focus yeah. on when you have two children or a group of siblings and one has special needs. But for me, what's really nice is that we always try to focus on the positives and there are so many positives there's so many life lessons that she's learning in our house Mm -hmm. that we don't have to even create for her they're created by the fact that we have a son with special needs but just the compassion she's learning for other people and just the way that she you know we all have to take care of max that is our job that god gave us yeah take care of max and and hopefully that will that will go into other parts of our lives and mm-hmm. where we'll, we'll be able to take care of other people. And I just I just love it. Yeah. It's not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it and I love their little bond. And they really have a they really have a bond. She's a she's bond, really yeah. good with coming down to his level, not because it's lower, but because it's different. Mm-hmm. He lives in a different world than we do, and the world is not set up for him. And so she recognizes that as she always has, and so she's tried to connect with him on whatever he's wanting to connect with and and adults can't do that yeah i mean i have family members that can't quite get that and yeah. no he'll conform to what i'm doing and i'm like that's not how it works yeah but she can recognize that and and, and they just have a really special bond and i love it yeah. which is good because she'll probably have to take care of him yeah her whole life yeah you know so part of it um what is your 
Joseph Allison Wisdom to offer to other women. So this is tough because I don't see myself as like a wisdom person. You are wise, friend. I always try to soak in wisdom from other people, and so I, you know, see myself as a quintessential like twelve-year-old. I always think that I, I feel twelve. If I'm in a meeting or in the lobby at church or having a sophisticated conversation at dinner, I feel like I'm the kid at the table, at the adult table at Thanksgiving. I'm just like, am I adult? Am I adult now? Maybe when I'm 40, okay? So next year when I turn 40, maybe, maybe I'll feel like an adult. I just don't feel like an adult. I, I feel like a 12-year-old. So when it's like, what wisdom do you have? I'm like, I don't know. I'm 12. Okay, I have no let me rephrase the question. If we were talking to another special needs mom, Oh, what would you tell her? Mm. That's that's. You can think about it for a second if you need to. Um, mm. that one's tough and emotional. I mean, I think the biggest thing. So there's two sides. I'll be positive and then I'll go deep for a little bit. On a positive note, I would just say celebrate the little things because there's going to be lots of things that are super heavy and super disappointing. And so when you have something that's the opposite of that, celebrate it. Mm -hmm. We celebrate like it's going out of style at our house when he does one little thing. I mean, he ate half of a chicken strip the other day and it looked like it was like Chinese New Year at our house. We were like... <laughs> getting the you know confetti out and it was and he won't eat it again but it was just in that moment yeah you have to do that because he feels what is going on in the world around him and he he knows when I get his 27 page report on all his deficiencies from the school district he feels that because I'm upset I'm you know sad I'm, yeah you don't want to read that about your kid nobody wants to read that and so he feels that and What's tough sometimes is when you have a kid who's nonverbal, sometimes you forget that he can hear you. He mm -hmm. can feel you. He can feel what's going on. He knows what's going on. Max definitely knows what's going 100%. on. 100%. So you have to kind of almost make sure you remember that. And so celebrate those little things because there might not be a lot of things to celebrate, to, mm -hmm. be, to be honest. The other thing I would say, which, which is something I've learned over the last probably two years, is that... When you're a special needs parent, no matter what your diagnosis is, there you will be living with grief your entire life. And it's not the grief of a loved one dying. It's it's different, but it's, it's still grief. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's not a ton of support out there for this type of grief because it's not a loved one dying and they're no longer here and you're sad that they're no longer here. It is the grief of missed opportunities or not ever being able to do something. Grieving the thought of your kid maybe never being able to drive, maybe never going to college, never getting married, never having kids. Whatever you envision, because when you get pregnant, every woman does it. You're like, this is what I envision for my kid. And because we had a daughter first and then we had a son, our you know, dreams are a little bit different, mm -hmm. a, a boy versus a girl. And when you have a boy, you, you just have these dreams. And you know, we are hopeful that you know, he'll be able to do some of those things. They're not going to look the same yeah. as Sophie doing them or another boy that's atypical, but, or a typical kiddo, but just um, grieving those things, allowing yourself allowing to yourself grieve to those things because I did it for, um, like I said, I knew Max was, was special from the beginning. Um, I, I caught it early and 
um, I didn't allow myself to grieve in those first three years of, of all things because I was so hyper-focused on getting him help. Mm-hmm. And that was a day-to-day issue, whether it was with insurance companies or trying to figure out how to pay for it or whatever it was, that took up three years of my life. And so when that three and four year mark hit for him, I struggled a lot because I didn't grieve all of these things that that didn't happen or I didn't grieve the life that I thought he was gonna have that he's not gonna have now. That doesn't mean he's not gonna have a great life. It means it's not gonna be as easy as I thought it was gonna be or it's not gonna be the same as what I thought it was gonna be. And so just allowing yourself to grieve. So the last, you know, three years, I've really allowed myself to grieve. And, you know, whether that is crying in the shower or crying in my car or talking about something in my life group, um, I don't want to be the person that cries all the time. I want to be the happy person that is joyful. Yeah. However, you can't. I wasn't, I wasn't healthy that way. I was holding on to things. And now I cry all the time, which can be also be annoying. But at least I am addressing those feelings because if you don't address the feelings you're just sitting in this yuckiness and you're not letting it go and now when I grieve it I kind of let it go that doesn't mean I'm not going to grieve it again because right. I definitely am um, and and it's it's the same type of grief as when a loved one it hits you whenever yeah I mean I was at Desi's wedding our, our amazing videographer and I watched him dance with his mom and I lost it yeah I instantly was crying I got up from the table made a whole scene and I, that I was embarrassed and upset that I made a scene. And I ended up crying in the back of the place because I thought I might never have that opportunity to dance with my son. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, so feel the feels because that's how you kind of not get past it. You're not going to get past it. Grief is not something you get past, mm-hmm. but it's something that you address. You address it. You know what? It's okay for me to be upset that my kid might not get married one day. Like, it's okay. Don't sit in it, Don't though, it. would be my next thing, is make sure you feel it, you give it a day or two, and then you go, you know what? His life might not look that way, but it's going to look awesome, and he's going to make an impact, and we need to figure out what that what that path is mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So th- those would be my I love that. nuggets of wisdom. See, you do have nuggets <laughs> of wisdom. Makes me feel old or something. I don't know. <laughs> like Merlin. <laughs> Dumbledore. You're funny. <laughs> Oh, okay, what's something that makes your heart happy? Mm. I try to find happiness in everything. So, I mean, I love interacting with people. I love serving people, whether that's serving my family or whether that's serving people here. I get joy in that. I get joy in seeing other people's needs met. I, and I, I get happy when other people succeed. And I wish that other people more people were like that. Yeah. Because just because you succeed doesn't mean I can't succeed too. I feel like there's like a give and take sometimes yeah. with that. It's a time thing though too. Like yeah. celebrate celebrate wins when they happen. Right. Which I think you do a really great job at. And I think that you you make things fun because you do love to celebrate people. Yeah. Even the tiny things, like yeah. even the small thing in people, I think that you do a great job at that. I think people need to be celebrated. I think that Sometimes we get in this mentality where it's like, well, but that, but I'm not in that time of my life, or I'm not, you know, like, I don't know. It, maybe it's inward thinking, and, and I like to try to yeah. think more outward, like, hey, you're doing an amazing job. You're succeeding. Let's celebrate that, because that's amazing, and mm-hmm. I want everybody to succeed, and I don't, 
I don't like that. What's the saying? Like, don't let someone rain on your parade type mm -hmm. of thing. That, those are the type of things that when I see them happening, I'm like, like, how do we not make that happen? Like, I want, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Celebrate. You celebrate your kids really well, too. Plus, I like parties. Really fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I it's might good. like parties <laughs> and party planning. Allison's the unofficial event planner at Crossfire Church. That, that does bring me joy. I don't know why, because they're always stressful too. Yeah. Because I want to make sure everyone's happy. Though. Yeah. But yeah, I do like that. It's good. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming to yeah. sit with me today. Thanks for letting me on the <laughs> I didn't do anything too weird. So next okay. week. <laughs> I was afraid because I'm weird and spastic. So, you know, I was afraid. But good. We've almost made You're it. You're not showing people how you stretch your t shirts out. <laughs> that is true. Yep. I cut my t-shirts because I don't like them when they're all like restrictive on my hips and so I was showing Delana why because I had a shirt that was and I was like trying to like stretch my legs out and I was like see I can't move like this and she's like do you walk around like that and I was like but no but if I wanted to I just want the option so if you notice I cut all my shirts because I don't like them tight on my hips nobody likes tight stuff on their hips come on some people do but not for the right reasons. <laughs> um, next week, uh, Caitlin Allen is going to join us. Oh, another um, good one. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some fun stuff. So join us next week. I can't remember what time it is, but I'll post it. I mean, it'll probably be late because that tends to just be the way I do things around here. Um, I'm not a late person, naturally, by in my life, uh, which, which is frustrating to me. But... I love that people still jump on and watch. Um, we've had we had people message and phone call like, "Where's the video?" And so, thanks for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.